Hello, my name is David Lambert. Thank you for tuning into our broadcast today. We believe that this message will be a blessing to you and your family. So stay tuned for a wonderful message and thank you for tuning in. Well, the Lord is good. And um, we are talking about taking authority this month. Are you taking authority in your realm? We need to take authority. And I think sometimes we, we hear a message about, well, we hear even, you know, we hear messages and sometimes they're ministered in a, in a way where it seems like God is behind everything that happens and that God is causing everything to happen. And I think sometimes we get a distorted um, view of God. And, we, and if, our, if our theology is that everything that's happening to us, God's involved in it, then we're not going to fight anything. Amen. We're just going to, you know, lay down and, and just let God do it to us. <laughs> and sometimes I think, sometimes when we're in the storm uh, of life, we say, why, God, why are you doing this to me? I remember um, when a few years back, it was a, many years back, I guess not few, well, more than four or five, um, we, uh, we, were, uh, we were in a building, uh, a 6,000 square foot building. We were doing uh, services in that building. We did all our services in that one building. And, um, and the owner came to me and, well, before that, we were trying to do some things, fix, fix up, the, you know, add some lights to the parking lot uh, for the par- parking lot at night. And, and, the, and the, it seemed like the owner didn't want us to do anything. We were paying for it. And then I finally said on a Sunday morning, you know, we need to start praying about a new place to, uh, to meet in. And the next morning, the owner called and said, um, you guys got 90 days. <laughs> and I thought, was he in my sermon? Did he hear my sermon yesterday? Or <laughs> what happened? Uh, and, um, and so he said, you got 90 days to get out. You know? <laughs> I'm like, what of my congregational members send him a CD of my message? <laughs> And, uh, you know, it's funny how you can be, you know, fed up with something until you realize that you may not have it anymore. Then you start like, God, why? You know? <laughs> have you ever been there? Amen. You know, sometimes you may even be fed up with a relationship or maybe uh, you're married and you may be f- sort of fed up with your marriage. And then all of a sudden your spouse kind of walks out for a couple of days. And you're like, I didn't really want them to leave, you know. And um, you know what I'm saying? Or a, or a relationship, a business partner, or anything like that. And, uh, but I'm going to say this. Uh, don't get this idea that God is doing it to you. And, and I remember that we were looking for a new place. Um, and I was looking for a new place. And, I, you know, uh, it seemed as if nothing was working. Um, there was a church building that opened up down the street. Somebody said, that has to be God. I said, it sure has to be God. So I went over there and, because there was an, uh, that church was building another church and they were leaving. And it was a church. It was actually a church building. And so I'm driving around. I said, yeah, this has got to be God. And then somebody that I recognized, he was out there too. And he said, can I help you? I said, yeah, uh, I'm just looking at this building. He said, yeah, I'm the new pastor of the, this new building. And I, okay, I'm out of here. I wrote down that window, wrote up my window and left. And I was real frustrated looking for a building. And actually, this is, the, this is what God was calling us to come into was this building right here. And, um, but thank God I was believing for a million dollar building, but I didn't realize it was going to be a multi-million dollar building and, um, and with nice cushy seats for you guys and, uh, praise God, but, uh, God opened the doors. But in between that, it just, I was frustrated 
looking for a place. I remember just kind of, you know, God, why are you doing this to me? I'm trying to find a place. I can't find a place, you know. And I got to start practicing what I preach and start, you know, listening to my own sermons. That's what my mom tells me every once in a while. Why don't you get one of your sermons and listen to it, you know, when I start complaining to her. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You know, it's easier to preach it. It's easier to give advice than to take your own advice. Have you ever gave great advice, but you don't follow great advice? So we have to understand this, that that the devil can be behind things. He's not behind everything. Sometimes it's just natural circumstances. Sometimes it's just us. I mean, we're opening doors. I think a lot of times we're, we are our own worst enemy. Amen. It's the man in the mirror. You know, we sometimes, we do, we, we are opening the doors. We don't even realize that we're opening doors. And so uh, I want to talk to you a little bit more about taking authority. If you want to open your Bible and have a scripture that we can go to, uh, Ephesians 6.12 uh, says this. Uh, it says, um, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. And uh, again, you can get on two sides. Either God is doing it, you know, he's, he's, he's running the universe. You know, God's not running this planet. I hate to tell you this, but God's not running this planet. He's not running the TV stations. He's not running all the radio stations. Are you hear what I'm saying to you? He's not running this planet. It's, it's not, he's not in total control. I wish he was. Jesus is coming back to set up his earthly kingdom. We, he, we, we, will be, we will be in total control pretty soon. But the Christian and, and God is not in total control of this planet. Okay, that's a good amen. That's a real weak amen over there. Within his control, he gives mankind control. Can I say that? Within God's control, he gives us control. So he has, within his control, he will give us control. He'll give, he gives us free will. So we have free will to make some decisions. We're not robots. We, you know, we're not pre-programmed. God, he gives us free will. And so um, even the devil has free will on this planet right now because of Adam and Eve's fall that opened the door for the devil to be in this planet. And now, you know, Jesus calls the devil the prince of this world. Uh, in Colossians, it talks about the God of this world has blinded the minds of, of those that are not saved. They're living in darkness. The God of this world is blinding the minds. Who's the God of this world? The devil. The world system. How the world operates. So God's not, you know, running. He's running heaven. But he's not running this world. That's why, you know, the, Jesus said, pray that it would be down here on earth as it is in heaven. It's perfect in heaven. That's what God is running totally, fully, heaven. But he's not running this world. So, we, you know, when you look at poverty and you look at, you know, all these negative things, God's not behind it. Sin came in, and when sin comes in, it destroys. It destroys our lives. It destroys, any, it destroys everything. God originally wanted this planet to be a Garden of Eden. He originally wanted Adam and Eve just to expand the Garden of Eden until, until you know, we can be happy-go-lucky running around here naked. You know what I'm talking about? Amen. With, 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 no, with no fear, with no shame. Of course, we would have the glory on us. Amen. 
We, I believe that Adam and Eve had the glory of God on them. That's why they didn't recognize that they were even naked until they lost the glory. Because sin will, you know, sin will, will do you in and sin will cause the glory to leave you. Amen? And so, uh, thank God that we're clothed with God. Amen? We're clothed in the blood of Jesus as, as saints. So let's look at this. So we, we, if you take this out of context, now let me just say this. You have one side, uh, one camp that, was, that believes that God's involved in everything. So if everything, if the car accident happens, well, God was behind the car accident. And I don't believe that's true. Uh, I believe that God's warning us. He will always warn us. He warns us in, in, his, uh, in the Bible. Some, some may say, you never know what God will do. Well, you will if you study the Bible. <laughs> You'll know what he'll do. Some people say, well, you never know when your time is up. Well, the Bible tells you how to lengthen your time on this earth and how to shorten your time on this earth. So the Bible tells you how you can lengthen it by being obedient to the word. Amen. With long life, God wants to satisfy us and show us his salvation. And so, so it, on, on the other, so we see it in that way. Uh, on the other side, we can see it's the devil doing everything. We know he's not doing everything against us. Uh, I like this. Romans 6, 14 says, for sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. Uh, I like to say this, as sin and Satan are synonymous. They, you know, Satan really uh, doesn't have dominion over you. Amen? Only what we give him. Amen. Only what we allow him to take. Yes. See, he's a thief. He wants to steal our authority. He wants to steal it from us. And so we, sometimes we are opening the doors for the enemy to operate in our lives. I know we, we, we'd rather just, you know, just instead of discipline ourselves, we'd just rather have a spirit cast off of us. But, you know, sometimes we just need to discipline ourselves. Yes. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. You know, some of us, you know, it, you, we may have problems with our health and, um, and we may be overweight. Well, I, it may not be the devil's fault that you're overweight and you got problems with your health. Okay. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? It might, we not, might need to discipline ourselves. Yes. Yes. Amen? Uh, uh, again, the enemy could be behind some of these things, but, and, and we have the authority to take, you know, we can take authority over these things. I think, you know, if we just get God involved in, in, in what we do, even say back to, you know, us possibly being overweight or whatever, ask God to help us and ask for his grace, I think he would help us. I think a lot of times we're just trying to do it in our own power and in our own strength. Amen. The Lord says, it says in, in, in Ephesians 6.10, it says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of your might. His might. Oh, his might? his might? Oh, man, I better, I better get strong in him then. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Amen. So God never called us to be strong in ourselves. A lot of us reason why we're not moving uh, forward like we need to in our faith walk is because we're trying to do it all ourselves. We're trying to be strong within ourselves. We need to be, you know, we're just trying to do it ourselves. Listen, God never called you to do it by yourself. God, God has, has, has given us his Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us into all truth. And he's given us the body of believers that we can lean on one another Stand with one another, amen. Pray for one another. 
Amen. So we have each other in the body to strengthen one another. No man's an island. Amen. Amen. And so we have to we have to understand that that God is with us and He's for us, and um, and so we see here. Uh, let's look at Romans five seventeen. I looked at this scripture. I like this one. It says, "For by one man's offense death reigned through the one. Much more those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through one Jesus Christ." So, do you know that God has made us kings and priests? It says that in the book of Revelation. You know the Bible says that Jesus is King of kings and Lord of lords? What does that mean? Does that, does that mean he's just the king over some kings over some nations, you know, like the king of England or whatever? Or, no, 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 we're, we're called to be kings. Jesus called us kings and priests. We're supposed to reign in our domain. Amen. Amen. You're a king. If you're a lady, you're a king. Amen. You have sonship authority. Amen. You have authority. Uh, you have sonship authority. You can believe for a parking, uh, parking space and, and get one up front. You can speak to the weather and command it. What, Pastor? That's getting it all out there. Hey, listen, I remember one time it was raining hard. And I just stood in agreement with my wife. This rain's going to cease once we get to the parking place. And the rain stopped. Amen. Amen. You can say, well, that, that might have been just uh, quinky dinky, you know, coincidence. You know, there's no such word of coincidence. In, in, there's no such word of that in the Bible. You can't find a qu coincidence in the Bible. There's no coincidence. Oh, that's just happened. No, listen, our faith makes a difference to God. Our faith makes a difference. When uh, Jesus said, when he said to his disciples, we're going to go to the other side. Uh, and then he went down in the bow of the boat and, and he slept. And then the, the wind came up and the rain and a big storm came up on that boat. Uh, you know, the disciples, uh, they, they, got, they got freaked out. And they're experienced fishermen. They've been in, in storms before. But this was a demonic storm. You know, some of the storms that we encounter in our lives are demonic. They are, demo they, they are demonically inspired. The enemy's working against us. He's trying to keep us from moving forward in God. And so when Jesus said, we're going to the other side, the, the experienced fishermen, they were all freaked out. And they woke Jesus up. Jesus was sound asleep. And Jesus spoke to the storm and said, peace be still. And then he said to the disciples, where's your faith? In other words, to me, he was saying, you guys could have done the same thing. That's what he was really saying. You guys could have said, peace be still to the storm. And it would have obeyed you because Jesus, you know, he, he, he made that command like a king. He said, we're going to the other side. So let it be said, let it be written, so let it be done, you know? <laughs> Amen. Amen. We're going to, somebody say, I'm going to the other side. No matter what the enemy may be trying to do to keep you back, as long as you understand who you are in Christ, what you have in Christ, and what you can do in Christ, there's nothing that can hold you back. Do you believe that today? Nothing can hold you back. Amen. And so, we're supposed, I like what one Weymouth translation says, we shall reign like kings. In this life, reign like kings. 
That's what we're supposed to be doing, reigning like kings. We're not paupers. Amen. We're not beggars Amen. hoping that God's going to give us a crumb. Amen. No, we're, listen, I've never seen the righteous forsaken David said or a seed begging for bread. That's right. Amen. Amen. The Bible says you fear God, you'll never go hungry. Amen. You know, that's what the Bible says. You fear God, you'll never go hungry. Amen. You have a reverential fear of God, for, you know, you'll never go without. God will make sure that you get yours. Yes. I remember listening uh, to a story of this one minister that was, you know, practicing faith. And, uh, of course, it was in his early years of ministry. And sometimes in your early years, it's a lot of testing time, even when you learn to walk in faith. And, uh, and they didn't have any groceries. And so they just believed, you know, he said, he said to the family, well, we're believing God that God's going to bring us groceries. And um, he said, don't tell anybody we need groceries. God's going to do it. And so he told, he, he said, we're standing and believing because we, we reverence God and we're not going to go hungry. Well, nobody brought him groceries that Sunday. Nobody bought him, you know, nobody brought him groceries that Monday. Tuesday rolled around and, and they're getting hungry. The family's getting hungry. And, and, and the minister said, no, don't tell anybody. By the time the third day rolled around, this guy comes up with, with a truck full of groceries. And he said, you know what? On Sunday, God's been moving on my heart. I know you didn't need groceries, but for some reason, I knew by Sunday, I knew I needed to get you groceries. It was so strong in me to bring these groceries over to you. And do you need these? And, and, and the minister said, uh, just obey God. <laughs> just obey God. Filled up his refrigerator. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Faith works. Believing God works. Faith is the key that, to, that moves the hand of God in our lives. The enemy's constantly working against our faith Amen. through doubt and unbelief. Yes. He's constantly trying to get us to measure everything out. Is it working? Amen. Is it working? Yes, it's working. God is working. The, the angels are on the move. Amen. Somebody say it's working. It's working. Amen. And so, um, so understand this, that we can reign like kings on this earth. Now, nowhere in the Bible or in the New Testament it says for us to pray that God will do something about the devil. It's all through the Bible that we're supposed to do something about the devil. If you want to turn to Ephesians 4, 26 through 27, um, it says here, Ephesians 4, 26 and 27, and I'm going to go with 27 first. It says, nor give place to the devil. But if you, you got to get it in context. So it says here, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give, give place to the devil. Okay? So right here, the Apostle Paul wrote this, saying that we don't need to give place to the devil. In the Amplified, it says, when angry, do not sin. Do not ever let your wrath, your aspiration, your fury or indignation last until the sun goes down. Leave no such room or foothold for the devil. Give no opportunity to him. Okay. Uh, we can uh, give opportunity for the enemy to work in our lives especially when things are being done to us that aren't right 
and uh, we get, it's okay to get angry about them, you know, because, you know, you can have some holy anger about things being done that's not right, but don't keep that anger. Hello. In other words, if you, if you hold on to that anger, it can turn in to unforgiveness, into bitterness, and it's going to cause a lot of problems. And, what the, and that's one of the key ways of the enemy getting a foothold into our lives is us getting offended with somebody, getting angry with somebody, getting upset with somebody, and then holding on to it. That is a strong foothold that the devil can get into your life. Are you listening to me? And so we need to be very careful. You know, the great uh, faith uh, scripture, which is in Mark eleven twenty two, have faith in God, speak to the mountain. But in that same context, it says, if, if, if you have any ought against anybody, forgive them. Amen. Amen. In, in other words, if you holding any, harboring any bitterness or ill will, forgive them. Yes. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? Because, you know, that will put a, a strong foothold that the, that the enemy will come into our lives and he will, he will cause problems in our lives. Yes. Amen. 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 Even Jesus, when he was on the cross, he had to say, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Amen. Amen. And people, you may say, what? but they do know what they're doing, Pastor. <laughs> they know exactly what they're doing. Yeah, but they don't know that what they're sowing is going to eventually is what they're going to reap. They're going to reap what they sow eventually. And it's going to come back to them. And we're going to reap what we sow. So if we sow mercy and forgiveness, we're going to reap mercy and forgiveness. I need as much mercy and forgiveness as I can receive. So Ephesians 4.31 if you want to drop down Ephesians 4.31, the whole chapter, chapter 4 of Ephesians tells us basically how to walk like a Christian. Amen? <laughs> also on Ephesians 5.2, how to walk like a Christian. Amen? How to walk godly. Amen? But in Ephesians 4.31, it says here, let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speak in, be put away from you with all malice. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And so he's saying here, let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor. What's clamor? It's just talking about what people are doing. Amen. Evil speaking, be put away from you with all malice. Amen. And so he's talking to Christians. He's writing to the Christian. In other words, if he's, he's writing to us, Basically, we can fall into these areas. Can't we? Amen. We can fall into these areas. We can end up nitpicking people, tearing people down, speaking the wrong things. And what we're doing is we're giving the devil a foothold, and, and it's connected to, really, somebody doing us wrong or people doing us wrong. I, oh, I, I won't ever give that person an opportunity to do me wrong again I'll, because I will never speak to them again. You know, or I'm just going to cut, I'm going to shut down from them. Come on. Have you ever said that? Or we've all probably said that once. Uh, that's it. I'm cutting it off. I'm, you know, speak to the hand. Walk into the hand. 
This is what you need to walk in, brother, sister. <laughs> I knew this was going to be one of those jumping <laughs> sermons today, amen? <laughs> Pew jumping. Woo, yeah, I love this sermon. But, but notice in, in 32, in Ephesians 4, 32, notice this. He's talking to us Christians. It's funny that he's going to have to tell us Christians this. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. He's telling us Christians to be kind to one another, to be tenderhearted, to be forgiving to one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. And then you can say, well, that person did me wrong. He is not a Christian, so I have every right. Well, the Bible says pray for everybody. Amen? Amen. Those who despitefully use you. Jesus actually said that. Pray for those who despitefully use you. And he didn't put a qualifier in there. We have to pray for the world. Amen? Amen? Jesus prayed for the world. So we can see that we can open the door for the enemy to work in our lives just by the enemy. He, it's a trap. If he can get us you know, angry or get us upset, harboring bitterness and ill will, it will cause problems. It can even affect your health. Yes. It can affect your wealth. Yes. It can affect every part of your life. Amen. So I'm, you know, I'm encouraging you. You know, if there's things that you have, that people have done to you, you're going to have to pray for those who despitefully use you. Let's look at, look at Romans 12, 17 through 21. This is what we need to do when we're encountering, you know, you, I want to give you a solution here. I don't want to just tell you not to do it. I want to give you a solution here. It says here, Romans 12, 17 through 21, Romans 12, which the whole uh, chapter of, uh, of 12 will tell you how to walk like a Christian. Amen? Tell you how to act and how to, how, how to just uh, be a Christian. Amen? Be Godlike. But in Romans 12, 17 through 21, it says here, and all, the whole chapter is great, but it says, repay no one evil for evil. Have, see, that's a good one right there. You can underline that. Repay no one evil for evil. That's a good one. I could just stop right there. And then just close out the meeting. Amen. Repay no one because we want we want to get we want to get back to that we want man yeah we want to get back at them. I remember uh, one time I was in Bible school and this uh, this was a second year student. I'm a, I'm I'm just starting Bible school and this and this this second year student he was a gentleman that he befriended he became a friend to me and then his whole goal was to get some money out of me. He wanted to be my friend so I can give him some money. Thank you for tuning into the broadcast today. We never like to end our broadcast without giving you an opportunity to receive Jesus as your personal Savior. So if you don't know the Lord Jesus, if you died right now and you don't know if you'd make it to heaven, just pray this prayer with me. Just say this after me. Say, Dear Lord, I believe Jesus died on the cross for my sins. I believe he was raised from the dead. And he's seated at the right hand of the Father. Jesus, I'm trusting you for my life today. I'm, I receive you today as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me.
In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, we believe that you got born again. And so we would love to hear from you. Connect with us on our website at www.exceedlifechurch.org. And uh, also, if you have a prayer request, you can also go on the, our website and um, put that prayer request in. We believe that God will, will hear your prayers and answer your prayers. Again, thank you for tuning in today, and God bless you. Tune in next week for the completion of this broadcast. This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org.